0: You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rutkin from Newstalk ZB. Now, a new year has rolled around, and here we are talking about water again. This week, we have seen local government minister Simeon Brown send a please explain to the Wellington Upper Hut Councils over water leakage and shortage issues. Meanwhile, a bunch of Auckland beaches were again shut down this week over sewage issues. How has a country like New Zealand got itself into this position? Joining me now to answer that question is CEO of Water New Zealand, Gillian Blythe. How are you this morning, Gillian? Good to have you with us. Thank you. Good morning. How have we got ourselves into this situation? In brief, <laughs> over, over over decades, and I do
1: really mean decades, we have underinvested. We haven't kept up with our renewals. So if I put it in, in, in a context of the house, um, how many of us have put off painting our houses? And we've put them off and we've put them off because we just think we you know we can't afford it, we've got to manage our competing priorities for our budgets. And that's what, in practice, has happened. We have put it off for too long.
0: House maintenance, it's a good comparison. Uh, You know, we're going to have the repeal of the three waters. Are we back to square one when it comes to dealing with our water infrastructure? Are you losing the will to live, Gillian?
1: (laughs) Um, I think the, the, the thing that keeps me positive is that we are having this conversation. And we're having the conversation and we now have a far better appreciation of how bad the problem is. So you know, if I talk to some of my colleagues in the sector, absolutely, this has been going on since 2000. But now we're having information and sharing it such like um, Tonya Haskell from Wellington Water was saying earlier this week, we are currently renewing 26 kilometers of pipes in the Wellington region a year, but we need to be doing 100 kilometers. Now that's in language and terms that you and I can get our heads around. No, that's saying we're not doing
0: enough. As you say, we've been having these discussions since 2000. So, how much research has does each council? And let's let's um, remember that there are some smaller councils out there who've been managing their water brilliantly and are doing very well. But for some of the cities which are having these problems, do we have a really clear? We're doing the research now, but have we been doing this research since 2000? Do we have a really clear understanding of what our needs are and what the problems are? So, if I can just say that underinvestment is.
1: Countrywide, right, okay. it's not just in the cities. It is absolutely not just in our cities. We, um, in many parts of the country, because all councils have got the same issue. They've all got, you know, they've got debt ceilings, they've got competing priorities. They haven't been able to do the condition assessments that are required, such as you understand the state of your infrastructure. And so if you don't understand, you, then you don't, or you don't have enough visibility then you'll respond, you, know, you can often be responding to the reactive, mm. you know, reactively responding to what the leaks that you see on Lampton Key or in Queen Street or um, you know, George Street, Picker Street in the, in the country, those sorts of things. Because it's certainly, you know, you can have about 90% of your leaks are below the ground. They never bubble to the surface. And so you need to have information to be able to understand that. And do we at this stage? We don't have as much information as we need. Okay, cool. And we need to make sure it's transparent, such that you and I are seeing it, such that we are understanding, um, you know, clearly the level of service that we're getting. Because typically, what ends up happening is that when you can't um, invest, you know, you've got a set sum of money, then what you're delivering drops as opposed to you're getting more money to keep the level of service mm. at the same
0: same thing. And that's what ends up with beaches being shut. What's it going to take to turn this around? What needs to be done? We need to spend an awful lot more money
1: um, on our infrastructure. Do we know how much? You know, this is um, Well, there's been figures that have been looked at over the last couple of years, which are indicating we need to be spending double, if not treble, on our, on our water infrastructure as, uh, at an aggregate base. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't take into account climate change. So we need to spend an awful lot more money. We need to be able to achieve some economies of scale and scope. We need to have larger workforces. We need to have um, workforces that have um, you know, greater skills such that we can be looking at um, the, the, the hydrology, um, thinking about the the water shortages or the water um, restrictions that might be throughout the country we need to be able to understanding um what are what our um what our pipes are telling us what our treatment plants are telling us we need to get water meters we we need to be able to get information such that you and i can respond because i don't know where where you live in the country but i live in wellington and i don't have a water meter i don't have a water bill that tells me what my consumption is and how much that's that's going to cost and so
0: i don't know
1: you know i'm right. not got that incentive
0: okay you know, if you're in auckland i've, I've got my water know, care to, i get my bill with all my details yeah, on it yeah i, I just assumed everybody would get no, that about 50 percent of the population
1: don't have um, don't have meters so so just to give you some figures about 140 litres per person per day in Auckland. If you don't have a metre, it's more like 280. So it's double because we don't have that signal. We're not having someone saying that I'm needing to treat, you know, there are costs associated with treating that amount of water to get it to me, irrespective of of a leak.
0: That's crazy. How big is this job? I read that it could take Auckland 20 years to fix this. Would that be about right?
1: Um, in some parts of the country, it'll be longer. We've yeah. got in Wellington, we've got a 30-year backlog of renewals. So, 30 years—that's a long time. So we have to get on top of it. We have to get on top of it now. And so, you know, the the, the works that um, Minister Brown is is undertaking in terms of, you know, their policies of local water done well, we need to be getting onto that. We need. Um the water infrastructure regulator, which is going to be part of the Commerce Commission, needs to be up and running yep. and providing that visibility of asset management plans and um, information disclosure.
0: And of course. You know, yeah. And look, one of the challenges that are facing, that, that councils are facing, is how this is going to be paid for. How is it going to be paid for?
1: Well, at the end of the day, you know, you and I are going to be paying for this. Yeah. Um, it's just one of, the, one of the pieces here is, and that was part of the reason for when we were in the previous government, we were thinking about four entities, then we were thinking about 10, is that, you know, the large sum of money that's required gets, gets spread over a bigger population base. Because you and I, when we go on holiday or we, or we travel around the country, are consuming water services. It, it impacts businesses. You know, if if um, if you think about Queenstown and the boil water notices before Christmas, you know that had a big impact in terms of tourism. It had a big impact in terms of businesses operating in the city. Um, we need the whole country to be operating and having a drinking water services, wastewater services, so and stormwater services that are that are fit for this century, you know, for 2023 and beyond. Um, And and that's going to require us to come together as a community and achieve some economies
0: of scale and scope Because otherwise it's going to cost more than more than we want The government of course scrapping three waters. What would you like to see from them now? What would you like to see them do? Um,
1: I think one of the really important pieces is a clear timeline for decisions Um, and I know that having um, Been talking with the ministers and the officials office. That's something that they're working on. We need to know um, when will we see new legislation um, in, into the House? Because this is going to impact, this is already impacting the supply chain mm-hmm. and, to, and staff um, throughout the country. Um, and they want certainty. We all need certainty and we need to be able to see that um, councils are able, or, or, council or regional council-controlled organisations, are able to invest more than they're currently able to do. Because it's only with spending the money that we will see change in terms of what, um, what what you and I are seeing throughout the country.
0: Oh, Gillian, really appreciate your time this morning uh, and your uh, expertise in this area. That was the CEO of Water New Zealand, Gillian Blythe. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rodkin, listen live to Newstalk ZB from 9am Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.